Thank you, Brother Luke. Blessed to have a large congregation this morning, much larger than we've been having, so we're thankful for you being here. We ask that you would pray that God would bless our services and strengthen us for his glory. We ask that you continue to pray for one another and encourage one another. We do understand that there might be a lot fewer of us here next week, but I hope today to say something that might strengthen those who remain, and I hope that wherever you are that we will continue to pray for one another. We don't have, I tried to, did some efforts, I don't know if I did all I should have, but to get an ordained minister to come and speak to us today as we are still without a pastor, but we did not come up with one that was available for today. However, next weekend, the Lord willing, Brother Herb Hatfield will be with us again. The following week after that, Elder, our brother um, Marvin Pitney will be with us, the Lord willing. And then the weekend after that, Brother James Heinemann from Chattanooga Eric Church. Brother James and Brother Marvin both have large families, and we look forward to having them, their, their children, to be with us. We did this week receive a letter of encouragement from Elder Jerry Hunt, Jr., who's come and spoke here, I believe, a couple of times since we've been without a pastor. He wanted to write a letter to encourage the congregation. This letter is dated Thursday, August the 14th, and apparently he wrote it in the evening. So I want to read it to you and probably make some comments and read some scriptures that he references and mentions as hopefully they will encourage us and strengthen us so we know that God has the power and ability to strengthen and encourage and provide for us. What I'm thinking of, it, um, if we just mentioned some of the elders that will be coming and brothers that will be coming to speak to us in the future, I would like to for us to think about, I don't know if he's still preaching or and I haven't heard from him in a long time, Elder Buddy Abernathy, and see if he might come and visit with us. I know that I did hear that he went through some bad health problems some time ago and and it's been blessed I think to come through those but I don't have his phone number so if any of y'all have a phone number for him uh, he was very instrumental in helping us when we constituted the church here and I would love to talk to him he's always been a dear person to me and I believe he loves the Lord dearly so here is the letter from Brother Jerry Hunt Jr. August the 14th 2014 to the congregation of followers of Christ the King and head of the church at Gaston, dear brothers and sisters in Christ the Lord, tonight my thoughts are turning towards you with prayerful hopes that you are still persevering in the grace of God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and that you are striving together for the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. I know that you are experiencing very difficult times and are discouraged because of not having a minister to pastor you. This is a time when Satan will tempt you to give up the work there at Gadsden, and he will work to cause further division among the flock and tempt you with discouragement and with a spirit that leads every man to think of himself instead of what is best for the flock as a whole. This is not the time to give up, but for everyone to put his all in staying together and being a witness there for the gospel of Christ. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, Paul encourages the church at Ephesus who were experiencing some very difficult times to be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. He gives further instructions for them to put on God's armor and make a decisive committed stand against Satan and his wile and to give further weight to that he added, having done all to stand. Are you going, are you doing all to stand? Are you fighting against Satan's attacks upon you? Are you laboring together in prayer, hope, and anticipation for God to send you a pastor after his own heart? Are you now willing to give up because it is more difficult for you? Then may I implore you to endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ and continue to persevere in your efforts at Gadsden. Yes, you are small and few in number. Is not God still able to use a few as well as many? Remember Gideon? Are there any Gideons among you who will labor with the small as well as many? This is a time for you to dig in and show your faith in God that he will provide for you. He will lead you and he will send you a faithful man of God to teach and lead. Do you still believe he is both able and willing to bless your faithfulness? Hold on, beloved brethren. Rise above the discouragements and difficulties, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Know also that we, your brothers and sisters in Christ, at fellowship are holding you up in prayer. We are bold to go to the throne of grace for you, asking God to give you grace to hold on and to send you a pastor. Is not his cause worth the struggle to overcome every obstacle set in your way? Be of good cheer. God has not forsaken you, but remembers your labor of love for him, written with prayers and thanksgiving for you. And may the Lord bless you, bless the build, may the Lord bless the building up of his kingdom among you. Elder Jerry Hunt, Jr., we've been blessed to have him come and speak to us, like I said, and he's also encouraged me and I think you greatly when he has been here. Let's read a little bit from Ephesians 6 that he mentioned in his letter. And he, he mentioned verses 10 through 20, I believe it was. So we're going to, I think we'll start reading at verse 9. And you masters, do the same things unto them, or ban threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's through verse 20. 
And let's read the, like, the verse 24 also. Grace be with you with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. So all of you and all of those that we are acquainted with that love the Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity, may grace be with each one of us and is with each one of God's people. Apparently he knew that there were some that do not love in sincerity. So he covers that and he mentions that. Paul was a man that suffered much persecution, many trials and many afflictions that I don't know if any of us could bear if we had to suffer such. Even such as what are going those that are in Iraq are going through. Parents or mothers that I heard about recently having to watch their children killed in front of their eyes, tortured and beaten just because the parent would not give up their belief in Christianity and would not denounce it. It's a very cruel world. It's a very hard world. That's why it's important for us as Christians to love and support and encourage one another all that we can and to be bold to go to the throne of God for one another to pray. Now, the other thing he mentioned was Gideon, and that story is found in Judges chapter 7. And I want to read some verses from Judges chapter 7. I think we will start with verse 1. Then Jerubbabel, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Harod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moi in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. If I remember correctly, the people with Gideon was already outnumbered greatly at the beginning here. Anyway, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. So as we make decisions about our lives, and as God, we pray for one another that God will guide us and that we will stay in His will wherever He wants us to be and wherever He leads us to go, wherever we worship, let us be aware that we are not the ones that are saving ourselves. But if we are saved, it is from His hand and it's always been from His hand. And He here God himself is saying, knowing that people are prone to take credit upon themselves or glory to themselves. He's saying, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, mine own hand hath saved me. I am so glad that God gives us scriptures and his word that shows us how he saves people and how people can overcome by his power. And it's not by their own power. And it's not by our hands, but it's by the power of God. Many people in the world today seem to forget that God is our Savior. Even Christians that claim to be Christians. Many people in many denominations even teach that people save themselves. Now I know that in some ways we are to save ourselves, that is, from this untoward generation. That means we should not walk in the ways of the world. That means we should not go in the ways of those that are not following Christ. That means we should look to those that are striving to their best to follow the scriptures and God's teachings and what he is providing for us and not we ourselves and not what we think. Friends, it don't matter what we think about hardly any about anything unless our thinking is in harmony with God. 
It's what God thinks. It's what He tells us. It's what we see and know from His teachings and what is in His Word. That's what matters. Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned other people, 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000. So out of 32,000, 10,000 remained. God was directing this whole situation, the whole story here. It was from the power in the hand of God and Him being able to show us, His people, throughout all the ages, how He works and saves His people and how we're not dependent upon men and the wisdom of men and their frivolous thoughts, whoever we are. It's not our wisdom. It's God's wisdom that we need. It's His directing, His guiding through His Holy Spirit, His provisions that we need. So there returned of the people 20 and 2,000 that were afraid. And these are afraid. This is a real situation among real people like we live among in the world today. Out of 32,000, 10,000 were all that were not afraid up to this point. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many, for they might still say that we did it ourselves. We, we killed the enemy. We overcame. And God did not want man to take God's glory. All the glory belongs to God. So he said, Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. So God is going to take care of it for Gideon. He's going to try them. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So sometimes God takes the number down to those that are going to be faithful, those that He can count on to give Him glory, those that He can depend upon, those that He knows are His true servants, those that are Christians indeed and not in word only. So He brought down the people in verse 5. So He brought down the people into the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go, every man unto his place. Now, this is an Old Testament story that God gives for our teaching, for our learning, and for our good. We know that all of God's words are for our good, and they're for a purpose in our lives. I do not know, and I know that some of the things I've said already may have implied, I do not know those people over and above the 300. Well, I do not know their hearts, and I do not know if they were children of God. They may be, so we are not privileged to knowing all things, but God is. But He puts it in for our learning to show us the kind of people that He's looking for are those that are not afraid, those that trust Him with their heart, and that will follow and obey Him. Those, I'm telling you, if they were 300 of us, and we were to have to go against thousands of the enemy. I don't know how many of us 
would not be afraid. But these 300 men were not afraid, and they apparently were men that God could trust to be on the lookout and obey Him and do the things that He wanted them to do. So the people took victuals, in verse 8, in their hand and their trumpets, and He sent all the rest of Israel, every man under his tent, and retained those 300 men, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with pearl, thy servants down to the host. And thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shalt, shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Pharaoh, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay alone in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hand has God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me, and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with them. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp. And all the host ran and cried and fled. Notice they had in their hands no sword, they had trumpets and lamps, and they defeated the enemy. But it wasn't sin, it was God that defeated the enemy. God put the fear in the enemy, they fled. So God deserves all the praise and all the glory. And it wasn't their wisdom that thought of this idea, except that God gave it to them. It was God's wisdom, it was God's teachings. That's why it behooves us to know where our salvation comes from and to obey God's Word, and to walk with Him, and to strive to the best of our abilities to do the things in the way that He would have us do them. When we worship, we go about our daily lives and all of our functions. Yet I know we're not perfect, and we make failures. But that's our goal, is to be what God would have us to be, and to do it the way He would have us to do it, that we might honor Him in the best and most perfect way that we are able to honor Him. All the host ran and cried and fled. God can put fear 
in the hearts of men. He can put fear in the hearts of enemies. So as we pray for those Christians in Iraq and others, and even for one another, as we face various trials and situations in life, let us trust in our God, believe in Him, honor Him, and know that He fights battles for His people. And the 300 blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Bethshedeth in Zerath, and to the border of Abimelech, unto Tabith. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtal, and out of Asher, and out of all Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and take before them the waters unto Bethbara and Jordan. And all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Bethbara and Jordan. And they took two princes of the Mennonites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock, Oreb. And Zeb they slew at the one press of Zeb and pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of Jordan. So God can use a few people to defeat enemies and to bring glory to His name. I'd like to mention at least one other verse in Scripture to you this morning because we know that God strengthens His people. As we've seen here, whether there are many or considered few in comparison to the world, in comparison to whatever, in comparison to other churches, whatever you want to compare them to, God strengthens His people and provides for them. And no matter if we're down to just ourselves somewhere in a desolate place, we can face tomorrow because He lives. He gives us that strength and that courage to press on. Whenever Anna's teaching and things get hectic in the classroom or whatever may happen, He gives her strength to continue on. That's the God that we serve, the one that we can gives us perseverance, the one that encourages us. Isaiah 35, 3 this could be our prayer for one another, asking God to strengthen you the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees, because we are weak and feeble, but God is strong. We're so weak, and He is so strong. We're so small, and He is so great. Let us trust Him, and let us continually trust Him all the days of our lives. I would like to... Uh, close with these remarks and hope that, and we pray that God will bless them to our hearts, to our souls, that we may be strengthened and encouraged from this letter from Brother Jerry, knowing that people, other people, other churches, other men of God are praying for us and care about us. And we're not alone. We're never alone as long as we're with God. Let's look to the Lord now in prayer and be dismissed and we'll have lunch and We'll have our services then this afternoon after lunch. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the encouragement that it gives us. We thank you for providing for us. We thank you for keeping us all the days of our lives. We ask, Father, that you would bless us in each of our lives, wherever you guide us, take us, and whatever you would have us to do, that you would bless us to always honor you, give you the praise and glory in some way in our through the Holy Spirit in our lives here. Build an altar to your name and to the world your grace proclaims. In Jesus' name I pray and amen.